Hello, I'm Limai. You may remember me from such episodes as The Night Before Your Geography GCSE and The Night Before Your English Literature Exam. Well, in today's podcast, I'll be helping you prepare for your Maths GCSE Paper 2. The podcast will be split into two parts. In the first half, I'll be teaching you a super simple two-step method to working out all things percentages. This will be followed by an overview of the formula you need to know for circles. So let's get started. Right, percentages. Percentage. Note that within the word percentage, you have the word cent. And what does cent mean? 100. So a percentage of something is simply parts per 100. To convert a percentage into a decimal, you simply divide by 100. So for instance, if we wanted to write 45% as a decimal, that would be 45 divided by 100, which is 0.45. So 45% is the same as 0.45. Now that we've established the definition of a percentage, let's see it in action. So imagine you open up an exam paper and the first question you're faced with is, what's 45% of 120? Well, cue the two-step method. Step one, convert the percentage into a decimal. And as we've already mentioned, you simply do this by dividing by 100. So 45% of 120. Now that we've established the definition of a percentage, let's see it in a question. So imagine you open up your exam paper and the first question is, What's 45% of 120? What are you going to do? So to find a certain percentage of a number, there's a two-step process. Step one, you convert the percentage to a decimal. Step two, you multiply the decimal by the original number. And that's it. So let's try it on this question. What's 45% of 120? Well, as we already learned, in order to convert a percentage into a decimal, you simply divide by, that's right, 100. So 45 divided by 100 gives you 0.45. That's the decimal equivalent of the percentage. Now, let's recall what step two is. Multiply the decimal by the original. So we have 0.45, and now we want to multiply it by the original. 120, because we're trying to find out 45% of 120 pounds. So 0.45 times 120 gives us 54. So 45% of 120 pounds is therefore 54 pounds. And it's as simple as that. Let's try out another one. What is 30% of 90p? So step one, you convert the percentage to a decimal. So 30 divided by 100 is, that's right, 0.3. Step two, you multiply the decimal by the original number. So 0.3 times by 90 gives you 27. So what is 30% of 90p? 27p. Right, you all seem to be doing quite well, so let's crank up a notch. 
how about we work out original values after a percentage change, whether that's a percentage decrease, like in a cell, or a percentage increase. So, for instance, if a dress is on sale for £80 after a 10% discount, what was the original price? So, what information do we have? Well, the full price of the dress can be viewed as being 100% of the price, right? And a 10% discount means that we didn't pay for 100% of the price, but rather we pay for 90% of the full price because 100 minus 10 is 90. We're also told that we paid 80 pounds. Therefore, 80 pounds represents 90% of the full price. But what we want to now work out is what that full price was. So what 100% is. Following on from what we already learned, we know that the original price of the dress times by 0.9 is 80. So to find out the original price, we want to work backwards. So something times 0.9 gave us 80. Working backwards, we do 80 divided by 0.9, and that gives us 88.89. So the original price of the dress was 88 pounds, 89 pence. And that represents 100% of the price of the dress. You could also be asked to find out the original value after a percentage increase. So, for instance, the price of Freddo has risen 200% in the last 20 years and now costs 30p. What was the original price? So, what information do we have? The original price of Freddo can be viewed as being 100% of the price. And we are told that it now costs 30p. Therefore, 30p represents 200% of the full price. Now let's remember step one. Step one is to convert our percentage into a decimal. So 200 divided by 100 equals two. Following on from that, we know that the original price of the Freddo times by two will give us 30. Therefore, to work out the original price, we want to work backwards. So something times two gives us 30. To the inverse of this would be 30 divided by 2, which equals 15. And so the original price of the Freddo was 15p. In other words, the 15p represents 100% of the original price. Now moving on to circle formulae. Today we'll be covering the circumference and the area of a circle. So the circumference of a circle is simply a fancy way of saying it's perimeter. And the formula for the circumference of a circle is 2 pi r, or in other words, pi d. r represents the radius, so the line from the center of the circle right to the edge. And the diameter is a line that goes straight through the center. So, the diameter can also be viewed as being two radii, 
which is why the formula for the circumference is either 2 pi r, because you have pi times by 2 r's, or simply pi d, because we know that 2 r's make d. The equation for the area of a circle is pi r squared, and I'd highly recommend you write it out as pi times r squared, because often students write r pi squared and accidentally square the pi instead of the r. So remember, area of a circle equals pi r squared, and I want you to write it as pi times r squared. And what is r? r is the radius. So the radius meaning the line from the center to the edge of the circle. So let's have a quick recap. The circumference of a circle is a fancy way of saying the perimeter of a circle. And the formula for this is pi d, pi times the diameter, or 2 pi r, 2 times pi times the radius. Because remember, two radii make one diameter. Either works. And to work out the area of a circle, the formula is pi r squared. And remember, I recommend writing it out as pi times r squared. So you're squaring just the radius. So pi times your radius squared. And also don't forget, with the area, you want your answer to be something squared. So if we are working in centimetres, your answer will be centimetres squared. If you're working in metres, it will be metres squared. Oftentimes, you get a mark just for getting the units right. So if you're writing out the area, don't forget to include the squared. To finish off, we're going to take a few moments to go through the stress buster, which will hopefully help to calm your nerves and make sure you're in tip-top condition. Today we'll be going through Harrison the Hedgehog's Guide to Exam Stress. So what's Harrison got to say today? Make sure you get a good night's sleep. I know how tempting it might be to stay up late to do some extra revision, but in order for your brain to be functioning properly, you need to have slept and rested well. Secondly, Make sure you have a good meal before your exam, whether that be breakfast or lunch, if your exam's in the afternoon. And finally, from me and everyone else at Seneca, we wish you all the very best of luck. Good luck for your exams. We're going to be releasing night before podcasts before every exam. And if you head on over to YouTube on every weekday, we are going to be doing live streams at 4.45 and 5.30. So make sure you subscribe. And while you're at it, rate us five stars. We're amazing. <laughs> Good luck.